Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm John. And I'm Leanne. That doesn't doesn't work. (laughs) That caught you off guard, didn't it, hey? It did. Very funny. (laughs) I'm Leanne. And I'm still John. You're still my Johnny, aren't Uh, you? Yes, I am. Hey. (laughs) So this week is an exciting week for me. I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time, Johnny. Why do you think that might be? Because you've told this story for everyone else. Yes, I have. You've told this story in... Uh, in front of thousands and on the radio and in podcasts and for a whole bunch of other organisations. Yes. Yes, but you're going to tell this story for your organisation. Yes, I am, for for us, for, yeah. for our business or my business. Yeah. So, yes, I think we're titling this one The Backstory. Okay. Which kind of goes against our convention because we usually have just a single word title for every one of our episodes. That's true. And it's a little bit off topic because usually we just talk about feelings yes, we and do. emotions and how to deal with them and approaches to them, whereas today is probably a little bit more concrete. Yep. Because I wanted really to do an episode specifically for small business owners and anyone else who might be interested. And I wanted to share and have on our, as you've said, on our podcast, um, the Billy Goat story and my journey mm-hmm. and how we've ended up doing this today. Sounds good. Good. Perfect. Excellent. And feel free to contribute because really it wasn't just my journey, it was our journey. Okay. And um, you'll probably be a, have a slightly different perspective from, from my view, but um, mm. I, I, I don't think I really need to go into the whole history of making soap and spending years doing that in the garage. I think, you know, there's so many stories, media out there about the beginnings and the origins of Billy Goat that I probably don't need to repeat that. Doesn't hurt to summarise a little. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) okay. Well, five kids in the family. Um, The oldest kids um, had eczema and um, asthma and traditional treatments had always helped them. But when the youngest boy, Liam, was born, our youngest boy, uh, nothing seemed to help him. Hmm. And I did a bit of research on the net and realised that goat's milk soap is supposedly good for people with eczema and realised that we had dairy goats because I was a frustrated farmer. Remember those days? Oh, yes. (laughs) We had dairy goats um, in the paddock and decided I'd go out and use the milk and go and learn how to make soap. Leanne's an animal person, by the way, so... And anyone listening will know what an animal person is. It's someone who's always surrounded with dogs and cats and birds and guinea pigs, guinea and, pigs and furry and things. And yes. yes. And our first home together had uh, horses oh. and, and goats and... You name it. Yeah, we had yep. everything. Even budgie. Got, I think we had a budgie as well. Pretty much. One. If you've got fur and four legs, yep. you're in. And some feathers. Oh, yeah, and the old and, feather here and, and there. And, and yeah, a, that works. Yeah, and some scales. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So anyway... With some of these goats, um, made some soap. Yep, you had to you had to milk one of them that we got from the RSPCA. Yes, Jenny. Yeah, that's right. I did. Named after uh, Jenny from Forest Gump. Yes, that's yeah. right. She was beautiful. Yeah, 
Um, anyway, um, Jenny the goat made some really bad soap for about two years and then finally came up with some soap that seemed to help Liam yeah. And the other kids, by the way, didn't yeah, it really along good. the way? It was good stuff. Started selling in the local health food, actually started selling at Gosford Markets. At the markets, yeah. One weekend. That's right. And then started going to Wyong Markets. Do you remember that? I remember dropping you off there in the morning and picking you up in the afternoon. Yep, setting up my little table, selling bars of soap, spending yeah. all weekend previously, you know, getting all my bars ready and getting yeah. things ready it was to on sell. on the main street of Wyong. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Anyway, um, started there and then started building retail outlets uh, who were selling the product and then we started to get a bit more media along the way. We had no... Health food stores and chemists. Yeah. yeah. We had no dollars for marketing, but we were very, very good at chasing public relations or PR oh. and did quite a number of TV shows f- that were interested in our story and the tale we had to tell and that really helped to boost brand awareness. Yeah. And then grew that business um, quite significantly to um, uh, moving out of a uh, the garage mm. and the games room. Remember that? Yeah. Um, and then moving into a factory over at um, at Fountaindale, and growing that business quite substantially. So it, you know what started as a hobby, I think by about two thousand and ten, we were turning over a few million dollars yeah, in soap from, sales from the kitchen to the garage to a factory. To the world. Yeah. Really, wasn't it? It was. It was a huge journey. It was an absolutely huge journey um, with um, rapid growth year on year. And so by about 2011, um, business had slowed substantially. And that was, I guess, largely due to the flow-on effects of the GFC. Retailing in Australia had slowed significantly particularly in the channels that we were selling a lot of our products. Department product. stores. Department yeah. stores, yeah, that's right. Um, so business had slowed quite a lot and, and that really had a flow-on effect to the way the business was running. And back in those days, I was the business, I guess. You know, I was constantly called the soap lady or the goat lady and I had a hard time separating myself from the business. And so... Um, when it came time for hard conversations to be had, which was making people redundant, not achieving forecast, um, having some investors in the business, having to update them on um, non-performance of expected goals or forecasted goals. Downsizing. Downsizing, yep. Down, physically downsizing the buildings mm. and where we, what we were doing. All of those things took a toll on my mental health to the point where I was no longer able to work. Mm. I um, felt that I had a, I guess I had a really bad case of imposter syndrome where I felt like I was a fraud and that everyone else in business could do it right and knew something that clearly I didn't know. It was kind of like a secret club that I wasn't a member of and so lost all self-confidence and um, felt that I was a failure. Mm-hmm. and got to the point where I was no longer able to work and uh, spent my time at home on the couch in tears and was very lucky to have you, wasn't mm. I? Well, your uh, sense of your sense of self-worth was, uh, was attached to that business. Yeah. And when that business went through that, that downturn, you, you went down with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. And found myself increasingly having very dark, very dangerous thoughts. Mm. 
and feeling that my family would be better off without me. Things would be better if I wasn't around. Um, I was very fortunate to have you to step in and run that business while I stayed home. I physically was unable to go into work at that stage. My body just could not cope. I just couldn't do it. And um, um, I guess had to go through a process of pain before reaching out to look at ways of of healing or even wanting to heal. Breakdown. Yeah, breakdown. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, or a breakthrough. Well, thank you. Yes, that's much much friendlier term, a breakthrough. Yeah. So eventually went and got some help and was able to return to work. I uh, had to write my own return to work program because as a business owner, there's actually no resources out there. No. And so I've been on this whole journey to build resources over the last few years, um, which is probably another episode. Mm. Um, however, did manage to return to work. And I guess what I wanted to talk about today was some of the learnings that came from that experience. Mm. And even though at the time that experience was really, really painful, um, there's been lots of gifts, hasn't there, that's yeah. come out of that. Yeah, gifts in the pain. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm actually, as corny as it might sound, I'm actually really grateful for all of the gifts mm. that came out of that really, really horrific experience. Mm, it's like you're, um, you're more whole now. Yeah, I think so. And, I, you know, the danger of saying, oh, my God, I've had an awakening is that, is that it makes me sound like I was an ogre <laughs> beforehand. No. no <laughs> was I, John? Was you're, I? You're an incredibly compassionate person that cared about other people and you really enjoyed making a difference in the world and helping all those people with that product and also um, your community and the people you employed. You just had so much pride around that. Yeah. So when that was threatened, that you really hit hard. Yeah, that, and that's exactly it. And I think that's been part of the learning and that's why I've been excited to talk about this episode is because I wanted to be able to crystallise or get out there that the idea that no matter how tough times are in business and in small business there's lots of tough times, um, that they are actually survivable and it is possible to get on and get through even if that means losing the house. Yep. Or losing your superannuation, which has always been the trigger for me, hasn't it? That mm. whole super thing for some reason. Yeah. Um, losing your superannuation, losing your house, losing eight years of your life. Shareholders' money. Shareholders' money mm. um, for, for really no return. Yeah. Um, none of that is actually important in the overall scheme of life. No. Because they're just things. Yeah. And the, the, in the world of business, they, they say um, in order to be successful in business, you have to be the business. I think that's pretty dangerous, one thing. But secondly, they say you have to fail. The most successful business people uh, fail along the way. Yeah, they actually do. Yeah. And, and in fact, you have to fail several times before you get it right. That's about not giving up and surviving like you yeah. have and, and learning from, yeah. from the pain. And being a little wiser each time. Yeah. But um, how you survive that is the key and whether you've got the resources both internally and externally at the time, that's the key, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's true and that's kind of what I wanted to, to talk about in terms of the lessons learnt from that experience. And um, I think one of the key things, and look, the strategies around, 
you know, managing mental health and recovering and return to work, just Google me. There's oh, yeah. about there's a million of those articles and those how-tos out there um, where I talk about that from a small business perspective. But from a philosophical point of view, um, there are a few things that I think are worth discussing. Sure. Um, the first is the learning that you're not the business. Mm. Um, and I think that I've realised now that, um, all businesses go through good times and bad times um, and that doesn't mean that you're suddenly a good person or a bad person just because of business performance. The person you are is the person you are and the the business is not the barometer for that. Mm. So you're actually not the business. No, you're a separate human being. Yeah, a separate human being who's a good person even in bad times. Yeah, yeah. intentions are always honourable yeah. and, and good. Yeah. So I think I had that realisation. Thank you um, for my experience. Um, and I think that the, 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 the second learning that's uh, come out of it is that is the notion that this too shall pass. Yeah. Um, and what I, I need to be able to do or what I would advise anyone to do is to know that all situations and all experiences, say, related to small business, pass. They do. They do. When you're in the darkest part of right. it, um, there, there is always light. Right. At the end of the tunnel and the you know, it's darkest before the dawn, all those sayings. Yeah. They're true. They're actually true. Yeah. Yep, they're actually true. And in fact, nowadays, you know, in the real, really joyous moments of, you know, I've, I've got a new client or I've been asked to consult on this project or whatever on the real high, high moments where I'm extremely happy and joyous and proud of the work that I'm doing, I will catch myself even in that moment going, hang on, this, this too, too shall pass. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be my permanent euphoric state. No. I'm happy for it now and I'm noticing that I'm happy for it now, but I understand that it's not permanent. It's transient. It's transient. Yeah. So all feelings, all emotions, good and bad are transient. So in the bad times, it will pass. Mm. This too shall pass. So the foundation of that is our other podcast, which was around love. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly self-love. right. Self-love. Yeah, self-love, yeah, self-love. Self mm. And I think the other really big key learning um, that has helped me to survive, to go on and particularly deal with other people is that I must, in small business, come from a place always that is purely unconditional. Mm. I must come from... A place that is unconditional. Mm, no conditions. No conditions. Because if I come from a place that has conditions or restrictions around it when I'm dealing with other people, I will quickly burn out. Yeah. I will burn out because um, particularly if you look at the entrepreneurial profile or somebody who's going to go out and start a business, they, they tend to be... Um, highly focused, highly driven. They're, a, you know, like an A-type personality, type A. They're very, uh, they're a high achiever. They set goals, they go out and do it. Um, if you transfer those expectations to others, yeah. uh, well, for one, we have no control over other people. You'll always be disappointed. You'll always be disappointed. Yeah. So when you have those dealings with others, and particularly if you have employees, mm. you have to come from a place of no conditions. Oh, an unconditional employment agreement. An unconditional employment agreement. Mm. That okay. says, I'm not saying no boundaries. Okay. 
but boundaries. it says yeah. these are the boundaries, these are the expectations I have of you. We mm. have to have those shared discussions so that we have a shared experience and at goals. work. And goals. And goals. Yeah. We have to have that. But I don't have any other underlying uh, conditions around what you give me and what I give you in return. Yeah. So and you don't have to be me. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to be me. It's yeah. actually... I love you as you are and whatever you bring to the workplace. And I think that's really critical in small business and I've actually learnt that now because one of the things I think that contributed to my sense of um, beating myself up and disappointment was when my team um, didn't behave in a way that I might have hoped or expected them to given that um, all through our time together at Billy Goat I'd done all these staff lunches, we'd mm. done endless parties at my house. Birthdays, we did look at their birthdays. Birthdays, yeah. we did morning teas, we did bottles of champagne every time we hit a milestone, we did movie tickets for everyone. Mm. Even though I did all of that, if I was really honest with myself, underlying that, I think I had this sense of, well, if I do this, they will do yeah. that. I'll get it back. I'll get it back. Mm. But in fact... What ended up, the reality of what happened was, was if people took a sickie or if people were late to work or if people, you know, were excluding others in the workplace or whatever happened to happen, happened to have, I would feel resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd feel like, well, I've done this, I've given this, I've, I've created this great, friendly, wonderful workplace and all that's happening is I'm being taken advantage of. So you'd, you'd either feel... Um, let down by them yeah. or that they had let you down or, yeah. they, or, or you were letting them down. Yeah. And, and that's but, not to say not not yeah. all the time and, and mm. beautiful people, were, mm. you know, how lucky were we to have beautiful people? Yeah. My point was that if even in my subconscious that I have some level of expectation mm. around who these people are, then I think that contributed to my sense of loss and failure. Yeah, yeah, the weight of that would be too much. Yeah. Whereas the learning has been if I come from a place of unconditional positive regard or just no conditions other than turn up at this time and and or do a good day's work. That's really the only expectation that I have. If I if I have only that, then the rest of it is so when you what it is. when you let someone go Mm-hmm. What are the, what's the thought pattern around that now? Well, you know, it, it's actually their journey. Mm. I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm in some positive way actually contributing to their journey. Okay. It's meant to be this way. Okay. And if they leave, they resign? Again, that's their journey. Yeah. Wish them well and, and off they go. So no. Trust. So it's trust. Yeah, trust. Trust yeah. In, in what is yeah. and, and in the process it is. And in fact, I've been dabbling in writing a book at the moment and the working title has been The Gift Is Not The Soap. Mm. Mm. You know, for a long time I thought I was making soap and, and making a difference to the world and I think we were doing that, but really the gift was in my own self-awareness and my own development and that's been the gift in yeah. small business, not what we ultimately produced, not so. the cars we drove, not the house we lived in, none of those things. It was a, actually about my own self-awareness. So um, so what looked like a product that was helping a whole bunch of people end up being an experience that is going to resonate from your wisdom yeah. for others now. Yeah. 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 I think um, I think that's that's exactly 
exactly it. And I think the other key that comes out of the experience is the need to be able to talk more about the realities of small business ownership. Yeah, they don't. They don't talk about it. That's a bit. They've got a bit of a shiny coat on small business, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, it's uh, strong and capable and never failing and successful and and yeah, the Richard Bransons of the world. You know, in the front of magazines, that's that's what real successful business people are. Whereas yeah. That's not the real world. That's actually not the real world. And I can tell you that for a fact after spending the last five years working with a whole heap of researchers around, you know, what's a positive uh, workspace in small <coughs> business and what are the things that stress small business owners. And most certainly we know that the small business community, if you own a business, you're likely to be um, have a higher level of stress than the average population mm -hmm. and you're likely to feel more anxious than the average population. So, Which is sort of life-shortening, I'm guessing. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so the, the, and you certainly, you know, not... Um, in the startup phase, particularly, not living the Richard Branson lifestyle of owning an island and driving a fancy car. And it's not very glamorous at all, is it? No, it's actually not glamorous. You're probably working anywhere from oh, 40 to 70 hours a week. Not sleeping well. And not sleeping well and worried about all the usual things. Yeah. 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 You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. Uh, I guess one thing that's interesting too, though, is um, is is recognising that when you own a small business, you usually, it doesn't happen in isolation. Even though you're going to, you may feel isolated in your business, it doesn't happen in isolation. And certainly I guess that's where it's worth talking to you about your experience of mm. Billy Goat Soap. Where were you at with that? Well, I was, um, uh, I rode the I rode the journey with you. It was exciting. It um, made a difference to a lot of people's lives. Mm. And uh, my part in that, or the part that you utilised me for, was um, uh, the procedures because I'm a mm -hmm. big procedure guy. So I was the one that was able to um, expand on a, on a pot on a stove uh, initially up to uh, 200 litre oil tanks and uh, mixes and uh, procedures of... Uh, the soap being uh, dried out and things like that. We had containers. We had, yeah. So, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I was able to. It was very. It, it was the creative side of me came out, and uh, and I enjoyed that whole process. Um, uh, towards uh, uh, the end of that business, uh, before we, before we sold it, when it was getting quite desperate, um, uh, I also worked well in crisis. Mm. So when uh, when you'd made a decision that it. Um, it was not good for your health to stay and said, I need you, Johnny. I yeah. thought, yay, I'm needed. So, <laughs> so that was actually quite good too. I was able to jump in there and, 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 and um, uh, consolidate it and yeah. minimise it and downsize it and, and make it workable and, uh, and eventually saleable. So, yeah, so, so that was all that creative side was quite good. But once again, when that was over... And we both sort of stood there on the Monday morning and thought, what are we going to do now? Um, it was, uh, we had to grieve the loss of that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we grieved the loss of the, what we'd created. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, had to go and find a, another place 
for the creative juices to flow. Yeah, we did. We absolutely did. Mm. And I think um, the other benefit of having a business where you, um, you know, really struggle to get through and uh, there's, a, there's a couple of other things, I guess, that I've realised in hindsight is one, at the time of business struggle, I think it gives you amnesia. Mm. So at the time of pain, it gives you amnesia. You actually forget the good things yeah. and, the, and the achievements that you've had along the way. It's kind of that gets wiped out because you're living in pain points mm. at that point in time. And um, Just all you can think of is I'm a failure. Yeah, is I'm a failure. Mm. But in fact, um, what we had, we, you know, with Billy Goat, we, we had seven years of absolute incredible success mm. and one year of excruciating pain yeah. um, and I guess what um, the the blessing of time has done is has allowed me to reflect on all the good things we did yeah. um, over that seven years and um, and acknowledge our ability to grow a business and I think um, we do that expertly well and part of me feels a little bit sad that you know we had one, shadowy moment that has cast a shadow mm. um, when in fact we've had more more success and achievement than we did um, failure and struggle. That's true. So I think that that's one thing and I think um, the other thing that's been fantastic out of the experience is that um, now that I teach small business growth and sustainability for the University of Newcastle, I come from a place of absolute hands-on experience. Oh, yeah, you know the signs now. I know exactly. Yeah. And one, at the time when I'd said to my supervisor, oh, you know, I've had my struggles with small business growth and I've had my areas of failure with small business growth, he said to me, and that's exactly why we think you should come back mm. to the university and lecture because you now know what not to do. Yeah, and also what um, indicators, what flags. Yeah. Um, when they appear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What were the signs? What were the warning signs that came up mm. that said, okay, this actually needs attention in the business? And yeah. cash um, flow, uh, yeah. the, the product lines. and the Yeah, and GP, gross GP profit. Yeah. And, and now when I work with clients, I'm mm. super sensitive to those areas because yeah. I know yeah. that they're indicators of success. Yeah, and one thing that I've heard you say with your clients is that um, you can see where they're at at that particular um, maturity of their small business. It's right. a, there's these critical moments um, and the, the, the signs come flying in. And if you're not aware of those signs, yeah. it can actually be the end of that business. Yeah. Um, but because of your experience now, you can, you can say to them quite uh, with a huge amount of confidence, Yeah. This, this is telling you this. That's exactly right. And here is the step to take. Yep. Yeah. And you know the other thing too that I'm so, so grateful for is that I can fully appreciate how painful it is mm. to get real mm. with what's going on in your business. Yeah, but also how rewarding it is. Good. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. I noticed that even when we do our personal budget, yeah. I have a constant state of anxiety of are we making enough money, are we paying enough yeah, bills, yeah. are we overspending, are we underspending? But if we actually sit down, and go through the painful process of organising a budget. Yeah, the, the relief is incredible after yep. that. And you go, oh, look, if we if we do this, we'll be okay. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's, that's exactly right. And so I'm so I'm actually so grateful mm. 
for the experience that I've had because, um, and I know it's cliched, I think a lot of people say, you know, like there's, there's, there's winning from failure, I guess, but, mm. but truly I think it's made me a much better person on both a personal level yeah. and as a business person. Yeah, as a growth expert, you can go into the, you can go into that industry now with all of that experience and pain. Yeah. And the, and the survival of that pain with an incredible amount of wisdom. Yeah, that's, that's so, exactly so, right. And, and people are going to take a huge advantage of that. And yeah. if all of that pain gave you this gift, the, yeah, pain, that's the, e the pain was worth it, yeah? Pain yeah, pain. yeah. yeah that, that's exactly right. And, and it's lovely to be back, you know, in a small business and living that, that small business path again. And, and I think even just being able to model that mm. based on the experience is um, the experience that we had with Billy Goat is, uh, is a really good and positive thing to yeah. be contributing to the business society or the business environment. Yeah, giving back. It's, uh, it's become part of your life's purpose. Yeah. And much to the advantage of so many. So it's, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And, and I guess it's worth then touching on what are the things that I do differently nowadays. Mm. What, personally and? Yeah, personally and. In business? Yeah, I think, um, here's the word again, Johnny. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. There it is. There it, there it is. Every episode, it's there. Yep. What do they call that? An Easter egg, isn't it? Yeah, it's in, it's in <laughs> now. What, is, what does that mean again? I don't know. I have to go and ask the teenagers oh. about that. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, definitely a, a much, much higher level of mindfulness. Um, a realisation, and that comes with mindfulness, of when, you know, when things are perhaps going a little bit off track and going and ringing the bell in my head going, okay, I'm not. I'm not feeling 100% healthy mm. at the moment. I don't have mental fitness. We talked about that yeah. idea the other day, didn't yeah. we, mental fitness? Not mental health, it's mental fitness. Yeah, my yeah. mental fitness is a little bit below par at the moment, so I need to do some things to prop it up. Mm. Um, and then doing things that invest in my mental health on a regular basis. So um, I try and walk every day. I try to create a healthy and positive work environment. So even though I work alone, it's still really important that I have a nice clear space to work in, that I have some music going, I burn a candle, I have some flowers on my desk so that the environment around me is positive, yeah. that I don't spend every single day working alone. So even as a soloist, yeah. and most small business people are soloists, they actually do work alone. Um, even as a soloist, I make an effort to go and connect with others. So I'll go to a networking breakfast. Oh, as much yeah. as I find that difficult to walk into a room of people I don't know, yeah. um, I will go to a networking breakfast or I'll go and spend the day working in a co-working space mm -hmm. um, just so that I have other people around me because that level of connectedness is so important to our mental health. It is. And then not being afraid to reach out and um, and talk to you or talk to somebody about what's going on in um, for me, mm. you know, in, in my business world or even in my head on a personal level. And what I've done this year that's been quite a good step forward for me, harks back to my corporate days, mm. is having uh, a mentor myself. Mm. And I think everybody needs some sort of mentor uh, that they can talk to that inspires them, but that perhaps gives them ideas or a bit of direction when it's needed. And I really value the mentor that I have and that I meet with every month. I think she's absolutely fantastic. 
And so you, with this mindfulness, you recognise the signs that say that I my mental fitness needs a bit of exercise. Yeah. And it's usually around not feeling good. Yeah. Um, and you've got all these strategies in place, which is all around connecting, yeah. connecting to others and connecting to a mentor. And also, um, you've said this many a time, which I really, really get now, is that um, uh, if you're a time management person and you're all about getting lots of stuff done in a certain amount of time with goals and things, recognising that you must time manage self-care. Yeah. Uh, because if you're no good to anyone, until you're good to you first. Yeah. So if you take 10 minutes or half an hour out of your day to go for a walk, yes. that's not um, you being lazy in your business. That's yeah. not you letting your business down. That's not you saying, I've got 17 emails I really should do. No, You that's actually right. go, I really should go for a walk because I need to invest in my mental yeah. fitness. And, and if I don't do that, then I'm going to be no good tomorrow. Yeah, that's exactly right. And investment in self is actually, and I say this so many times, don't I? Investment in self is the best investment that you can make in your business. Yeah. It's absolutely the best investment. It's it's integral to successful business people. Yeah. It's an investment in self. An investment in self is just so key. And that includes um, uh, seminars and um, workshops. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Going away, uh, spending money and time on things that are an investment in you because you are the greatest resource in your business. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, gotta, gotta that's exactly right. Got to care for it and grow it. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's a case of, you know, having systems mm. in your business. How, how often did we talk about that? Mm. But um, it's about being able to systemize the business. It's about knowing the numbers yep. and not being afraid of knowing the numbers. And particularly if you come from a non mathematical background mm. um, where you think, oh, no, that's not me. I'm the creative. Yeah. You know, I'm the creative. I don't I, – I, I'm just hopeless with numbers. Mm. Um, I think I've learnt mm. from my small business experience that that doesn't have to be the case. What's, what do you change that statement to? Um, I know enough. I know enough, yeah. I am, I am capable. Yeah, or I, or I don't know enough yet. Yeah, I don't know enough yet. Yeah. Um, and it's not even about being a numbers expert. It's just about having some key questions that you go to your accountant with, you know, every quarter or every month yeah. and you're able to ask and get them to give you the answers. Yeah, you want the you want the crucial summaries from the people that are expert in that world. Yeah. yeah. But there's no denying it. The successful small business people are the people who know their numbers. Yes, they are. Or they know their indicators. They also write stuff down. That was something I yeah. learned early too. And that is to, I wasn't much of a write down guy, but I realised that in order for my business to uh, grow, um, I had to write down all of the reasons that it was doing well now. Yeah. And if I wrote them down physically on a piece of paper, which is crazy, or typed them, um, you go, okay, there's the formula. Yeah. Now I can... Expand on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but it's, it's, uh, it's, you can replicate it yeah. and grow it based on that formula that I wrote down. Yes, yeah. exactly right. And other people can do those things. Yeah. So, so if in your business you have a certain procedure of how to do something that you know works and it's right, if you write that down from beginning to yeah, end. Yeah, from, and from the get-go. From the get-go, from the yep. turnkey, they call it, till, till, yep. the, till, the, till the conclusion, you can put that in front of another human being and say... There's the procedure. Yeah. And there's no confusion then around what they've done and what they haven't done. Yeah. It becomes very clear and everyone's accountable. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So know the numbers, 
know the systems and revisit it regularly because what gets measured gets done. Absolutely. And care for yourself uh, in your time management. Yeah. Care for yourself first and know that good times, bad times, all this shall pass and is survivable. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time.